Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, I'm feeling great tonight. I'm so happy to be doing Final Pitch. Knowing that the Twins exit New York City with a victory, 4-3 to over the New York Yankees. Oh, man. You talking about exhaling a little bit. I feel a lot better than what I thought I was going to be feeling about an hour ago. Welcome in to Final Pitch here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Just mentioned that the Minnesota Twins defeated the New York Yankees, and I want to take your reaction, your phone calls, your thoughts, your perspectives at 651-461-9226. And I, look, I'm not trying to make it seem as though we've won a World Series or that we, yeah, we're well on our way to winning a division. It kind of feels like it. But the the thing that, that about tonight that I felt, I had that feeling like, wow, are we actually going to do this again? Are we actually going to let another one slip away? Is this a rerun that we've seen a million times? I had that feeling. I really did. And I'm talking about I had that feeling when we led four to two. And then the lead is four to three. And I'm saying to myself, are we actually going to let this one get away from us? It becomes Groundhog Day. So many times you watch Twin Yankees and you're like, here we are again. But we found a way. Michael Fulmer was able to shut the door at the end, and we win. Props to Sonny Gray. I thought that he was awesome tonight. Six innings pitch, seven hits given up, two earned runs. One walk, seven strikeouts. And the, the the runs coming on the home run that he gave up, he only threw 79 pitches. He was extremely efficient, um, but props to, to Sonny Gray. And we've been saying all year long, when will we get the Carlos Correa moment? Well, we finally have one. He had the game-winning hit. He had the two-run home run in the eighth. And 
I want more. I want more. Let me let me be the first to say, Charles Correa, thank you so much. Clutch hit. I want more from you. We face the Guardians this weekend. I want more. I implore you to showcase your talent, your stardom, and I think that Twins territory and Twins fans, let's go. Let's get it fired up. This is a big-time matchup. We have to take advantage of it right now, of getting the job done. So at the end of the day, there's no excuses at this particular point. Banged-up guy here, banged-up guy there, whatever. It's all in front of you right now. Twins have to go out and take it. All right, 651-461-9226. Let's take a phone call from Mark out there in the Metro. What's up, Mark? Hey, what's going on? Um, it's your first time calling in, but appreciate it. Um, yeah, it was a big moment, obviously, for Minnesota. We're still three and twenty-five against the Yankees. So, I mean, I'm hoping that the Twins pull through for, with the division. But the thing is, is then you got the Yankees looming because I don't think that they're catching Houston for the best record in the American League. So then you face Yankees and and like the Twins. And the thing about Correa to me is like, yeah, like you were saying, like there's not a lot of big moments. Um, I just have a, a really weird feeling about it that he's not sticking around in Minnesota. It's like when they signed Correa and Sanchez and Urshela, they expected the offense to be just dynamic as it's been over the last couple of seasons. And it's been a disappointment, especially with Sanchez and Urshela has been above average. But Correa, especially with only 17 home runs, he had 26 and 92 last year, batting almost 285. He's nowhere near that now. Um, and so um, Cleveland's tough. I hopefully think that we could beat Cleveland, I'm, but I'm definitely less optimistic this season, um, as any Minnesota Twin fan is. Less, optimi- le- less optimistic about what? About the offense. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, pitching, always, pitching has always been there, but the offense with those three guys, it should have expected, and plus you subtracted Donaldson, who's not doing anything for the Yankees, but you subtracted him, or Shell has basically been an above-average replacement in terms of offensively they're neck and neck almost but for Sanchez and, and Sanchez was always too kind of like a hit or miss question yes in terms of yes I think that I, I, and I'm glad that you brought that up because somebody mentioned to me on Twitter Mark about Sanchez and they were like well he's not the best framer of pitches and defensively we and, and, and look we get all that like we knew what we were getting when we made the trade like Gary Sanchez right, to right. me has he's shown himself to be exactly who I thought he was right I mean he hits you a clutch home every now and then he's Still going to hit you maybe 15, 20 homers, maybe bat around 220, 230. I mean, he definitely had a couple of good years with the Yankees. It's just defensively. And this year, in terms of pitch framing defensively, it's not that bad as it was with it's been better. watching him work. He's definitely been better. But Correa, to me, has been um, on a downslope. And um, I think uh, the Twins have him for this year and then a player opt for, I think, 23 and 24. The player, so the player, the, 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 the player option, he has, the, he has the option to opt out this year and an option after next year. So he has the options. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think it's a done deal that he that he that he automatically opts out. He may like right. what is the market for Carlos Correa right now? I mean the thing is 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 that they're gonna say and he, here's why it's just so weird in terms of shortstop. The Orioles, their GM over there, um, Elias actually drafted him. You know, remember everyone's saying Correa came from thing no. Uh, Correa actually was drafted by the Orioles. 
uh, and then came back and then was drafted by Houston. So I think realistically, he's still a premier bat. He's still no question. Um, even though if the Twins make the playoffs, he's still and I can't wait to see him if they do win the division and go up against the Yankees. He's a Yankee killer in the playoffs. He has nine home runs against the Yankees, and six of those nine home runs are game winners. So I'm hoping um, to see him in that role. But um, you know, there's always teams out there like you know the Dodgers, like the Orioles, like the even the Brewers need a shortstop. I mean, there's a whole bunch of teams that could use his services. Right, it'd be resetting the market, but I wouldn't be surprised around 100, 120 million for four years. I mean, that that's that's a done deal. And it's really weird that Minnesota even made when I heard the Correa trade. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I thought they signed him for a whole bunch of years. But this is the but this but but Mark, this is the other thing about this though. Let me factor in a couple other names: Trey Turner. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I know that there's the club option option on Tim Anderson. They will exercise the club option because why would they allow Tim yeah. Anderson to get into free agency? Uh, Xander Bogarts, right. uh, Dansby Swanson. So it's not as though there aren't other good shortstops out there that other teams now, will look at that will be in the market. Yeah, Three of those names you just named right now are better than Carlos Correa in terms of overall resume, right? I mean, res Correa has that resume of playoff pedigree. He's got that resume of 20 to 25 home runs batting 290, close to 200 hits, uh, steals bases, dominant defense. That's what he has. But the he's, the youngest of, he's, that, the, he's the youngest shortstop available in free agency. Right, right. But the thing is, is he also has his downsides. And I think it's just maybe the system that Minnesota fits around him, I think, and that's why he's kind of having a down year. Because you take a look at, at him in Houston, I mean, they had run producers all up and down the lineup, yep. so he had a, a higher chance of scoring runs. Minnesota doesn't nearly have that. Um so I'm hoping that Minnesota can pull through against Cleveland. But as a Yankee fan, of all Yankee fans, no. When Minnesota plays the Yankees, it's almost like a done deal. So I'm hoping this year with Correa, it could turn things around in terms of, you know, stymieing the Yankees yeah. and yeah. beating them finally once and for all. That's yeah. all, you yep. know, me included, yep. Minnesota fans hope for, right? Yep, yep, so, yep. Hey, hey, and thanks for the phone call from Mark calling from the Metro. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, we got into a lot of different things there right there. But but the bottom line is this. I will state the opinion that Carlos Correa, to me, has not lived up to the hype. He hasn't. Would I gladly take Carlos Correa back at $35 million next year? Absolutely. Royce Lewis is not going to start the Major League Baseball season. He has a torn ACL. He's going to be out for a while. He's rehabbing. So what are your options there at shortstop? And even though Correa's had a down year, I think some of it is the pressure of the expectations of coming to a new place. I think if he comes back next year, he has a much better season. He's comfortable. He knows the lay of the land. Twins fans, I think, will probably expect a little bit less and him actually be able to ratchet up his game a little bit. I, I think that there's a lot there with Carlos Correa. I would like to see him back for another year, even at the same amount of money, even knowing that he's underachieved this season. But what do you think? 651. All right, welcome back to Final Pitch, News Talk 830 WCCO. Twins defeating the New York Yankees tonight 4-3. to I know that it's rare. We should celebrate that fact. We come home to Target Field, the Cleveland Guardians, the next opponent. That starts tomorrow night. Cleveland off this evening. 
And uh, the Chicago White Sox are putting a massive beat down on the Oakland A's right now. It's the top of the fifth inning in Oakland, and the White Sox lead 10 nothing, 10 nothing in the top of the fifth. All right, there was a name that was mentioned in the last segment with Mark, and it's Gary Sanchez. And I do want to bring up Gary Sanchez right now because I've been hearing this for weeks, and people have been frustrated with Gary Sanchez and talking about defensively, he's not this, he's not that, he's not a great pitch framer, he's not... Uh, let me let me be clear about the Gary Sanchez bashing. I'm not with it at all, and I think we should stop. I, I anybody placing any of the issues with the Minnesota Twins on the shoulders of Gary Sanchez is delusional. Delusional. Gary Sanchez is performing at the level that we thought anybody with reasonable expectations knew what they were getting with Gary Sanchez. Below average defense. Power in his bat, not a good batting average. Like, we're, we're seeing exactly that. And this is the, the thing about all of those points. He is playing, in my estimation, three times more than what anybody anticipated. The Ryan Jeffers injury was the game changer. Gary Sanchez being your catcher, he's taxed. <laughs> Seriously. He's played a lot of games. So so stop with the Gary Sanchez bashing. He's not the problem. It's unfortunate that the guy that is your starting catcher is not available and he's been injured all this time. That's unfortunate. Like it's unfortunate that Byron Buxton's injured again. But I can't I can't agree with you guys on knocking Gary Sanchez. He is who we thought he was or at least who I thought he was. He's fine. He's fine. And actually, played a hell of a series against the Yankees. Three for four tonight? Let's go. Let's go to a Kelly Madsen in the Maple Grove. She uh, She's joining us here on Final Pitch. Yeah. Um, so, no, Ian, <clears throat> when you were talking about Carlos Correa, when you said you wanted more, that's almost like the movie The Lion King. Have you ever seen The Lion King? Uh, it's been years since I saw The Lion King. Refresh my memory. Uh, okay, so the part that I'm talking about is when uh, Simba and Nala are going into the ravine, and then they meet the hyenas. Okay. And then when the hy- and then when the hyenas, uh, when the hyenas um, uh, get uh, uh, so when Simba is doing that roar roar roar, it's almost like Carlos Correa is doing a roar roar roar. <laughs> All right. So 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 so. I, 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 all right, so you gave me the Lion King. I want you to look up something because because when I think of the Carlos Correa and I say I want more, I'm gonna tell you what I want you to look up for me. Okay. Okay. All right. So 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 make sure that Kelly, you probably have access to Google and YouTube and all of that, right? Uh, I I have access to Safari, but I don't have your email. No, 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 no. You don't need my email for this. I'm just gonna have you look this up on on Google or on Safari. All right. So are you familiar okay. with are you are you familiar with Puff Daddy? No. You're not familiar with Puff Daddy? Uh uh Pete Diddy? The the, the hip hop artist no, used to I'm, I'm, uh, Yeah, no, I've never I've never watched that. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> He's a rapper. You never heard of Puff Daddy? No. <laughs> no. Who's who's your favorite mu- musical artist, Kelly? Um Beach Boys, Beatles, uh anything from the fifties. 
I'm 37 or 38. Oh my goodness. Man, I got to give you some props. All right, so so just 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 on Safari, look up Puff Daddy or Puffy and put in the put in the put in the words I'm a savage. And and you'll see a little clip. It's about a 1 minute clip that'll make you laugh. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for okay. the thanks for the phone call from Kelly Madsen in Maple Grove. Wait, Kelly Madsen just stated that she's thirty seven and she loves the Beach Boys and and, and I, I'm not knocking the Beach Boys. I mm-hmm. like the Beach Boys back in it, but I'm much older than Kelly Madsen. Yeah, people in their thirties are hip to the Beach Boys. Hey, wait, I wait mean, she's in her thirties. She didn't know who Puffy was. That's okay. I mean, I, I'm a little, I'm a little shocked, but I'm a little sh- that's shocked. Okay. That's okay. I believe, shocked. I believe. Is this the uh, clip you want? The, the, the weekend of the 14th when the soundtrack comes out. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be. Well, well, hold on. I don't know how clean it is, so I don't. I no, don't. I, I. That's why I brought it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't want us to be winging it on the radio. We're, we're not. I'm, no, I'm, we're I'm not. not I'm not. I'm not sure that it's that he doesn't <laughs> cuss at all. But but he but he basically he's like I'm a savage. Whatever I want, I have to get. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's like he had just like cut a deal or he just had success in like negotiating something and he just I want more. I want more from Carlos Correa. That's my point in bringing that up. Yeah, I want I more. Just it, yeah. the same way that she said she wanted more and she brought up the Lion King, yeah. I want more out of Carlos Correa. So so that's the bottom line. So Carlos Correa, I want more and people I want you to stop bashing Gary Sanchez. Well, I I think if you look at Gary Sanchez, just look at him over the past few years, Henry. Came into the league at 16 in you know 2016, hit 299 and then hit 278 and 17. But then you look at the batting average and how it took a dip, 186 in 18, 232, 147, 204. So for him to be hitting at 213, this this is just who Gary Sanchez is. And and think about it when that deal was made to pick up Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez. Ryan Jeffers was supposed to be your everyday catcher, and Gary Sanchez, if you couldn't flip him, and all indications were that you know, Twins maybe had thought about shopping him. Got your back up a DH. Yeah, he's your DH at that point, and he's never been a good defensive catcher, and we know that. That's why you go get Sandy Leon. Yeah, it's not breaking news no, about, 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 about Sanchez. No, it's not. He is, he is feast or famine right now. You know, he could go on one of those tears where, yeah, he he might hit home runs in bunches. But if you're expecting, you know, somebody to hit 270, 280 and, you know, 35, 40 home runs, that's not the guy. Hey, and that's let, okay. Let me ask, what was Hamilton doing there? What were you doing there? I, I mean, like. I don't know. I don't know. That was ridiculous. The whole series, the whole season has just been a big conundrum of awful base running decisions. And and I hated what Tommy Watkins did yesterday in game one. Absolutely hated the stop, start, stop, start. This is not squid game, red light, green light. Okay? This is either you stop somebody when you know he's going to be dead to rights. Tonight, number one. Yeah, Hamilton getting picked off. You got one job. You got one job, and that's to be a pinch runner. I said this to you earlier, Henry, when I, I think we we're actually off the air, that I don't think Billy Hamilton should ever start a game for the Twins. Don't don't start a game 
and then get subbed out because he's your number one pinch runner. That's why you get a guy like Billy Hamilton yeah. to be your pinch runner. He's not a guy that should start a game. That's just my personal opinion. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then Celestino, I mean, it's not to say – there was a time, I think it was maybe in game one, where there was a ball that was hit to him in center field, like in the eighth inning. And he thought there were three outs. He caught it, and he just started kind of like jogging in. And next thing you know, he had to throw. This is, I think, the second time in this series that I think Celestino's lost track of how many outs there were. You can't do that, man. You can't, especially, you got to play perfect if you're going to beat the Yankees. 651 461 9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the highlights. That's next year on Final Pitch. All right, final segment of Final Pitch here on News Talk 830 WCCO. A winning evening for the Twins exiting New York and facing the New York Yankees 4-3. And tomorrow night, let's go. Let's get fired up, people. Twins, Guardians. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. It should be a fun series at Target Field. Uh, and this is, I mean, this is the biggest series of the season for the Twins. Dylan Bundy on the mound. Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's get to the highlights. How about we do that? Let's get to the highlights uh, from this victory against the Yankees. Bottom of the second, though, uh, it started off in a good way for the New York Yankees where uh, Miguel Andujar hit a two-run home run off of starting pitcher Sonny Gray. And Gray's first pitch, a fly ball, left field in trouble. This one down the line towards the bleachers. Hamilton turns, it's gone. First home run this season for Miguel and Duhar. A one-out, two-run shot to left. And the Yankees again strike first, 2 nothing, New York. All right, so that's how it started, and that's how it looked relatively early. But one of the guys that... I'm not going to be critical of because I think he's doing a fine job. He's, he's, he's playing the way that I expect him to play, and he absolutely had a, a really good series here in New York, even though we only won one game. Was Gary Sanchez here with an RBI double? And line drive into left center field. That's hit well. Long run hits. He won't get it. It's going to one up off the wall. Urshela can trot home. Sanchez into second base. Twins are on the board. Trail two to one. All right, two to one. That was the score. So trailing one, still in the top of the fifth, Nick Gordon with an RBI single. And a ground ball. That's going to be a base hit to the shortstop. Sanchez being waved around. He'll score. And the Twins have tied it up 2-2 here in the top half of the fifth inning on just a ground ball to the shortstop position. All right, speaking of Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray went six innings tonight, gave up seven hits, two earned runs. He walked one batter, had seven strikeouts on 79 pitches. Uh, I'll say it for about the 10th time, uh, if not more than that. I want Sonny Gray back in this Twins rotation. I, he's shown me uh, enough to where I would like to see him back and continue his stint with the Minnesota Twins. I hope that they resign him. I hope that they effort to resign Sonny Gray. We'll see how all of that shakes out. But in the bottom of the fifth, this is Sonny Gray uh, striking out Aaron Hicks. And there's strike three as Hicks. Boy. And here come the booze. All right, so we're all tied at two until the top of the eighth. And we've been all clamoring for that moment. We've been all saying we want to see Carlos Correa come up clutch. We want to see that signature moment. Well, we had a moment finally tonight from Carlos Correa with this two-run blast to give the Twins a 4-2 lead. 
Stays, the one-two pitch, a fly ball, left field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes, and gone! Carlos Correa, there's his signature moment. Biggest swing is a twin. A go-ahead eighth-inning two-run homer, and the Twins take a 4-2 lead. 4-2. Now to the bottom of the eighth, Miguel Andujar, uh, he had a base on um, uh, the, 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 the walk, and then he ended up scoring uh, with regards to a wild pitch. Second and third, two outs. Here we go. And the 3-2, way outside, gets away from Sanchez. Judge scores, and this is a one-run game. It was a ball for wild pitch, and Sanchez could not catch it. Judge is in. It's a one-run game, 4-3. All right, so Judge scores on that particular play, and then uh, Caleb Philbar was asked to come into the uh, to kind of to, to make sure that they could shut the door because Jorge Lopez has not been good. I just got to say that right now, Jorge Lopez and that that ball that he threw it wasn't even close. So he's been on the struggle bus from the moment that we acquired him. I, I'm nervous every time he goes into a ball game. Caleb Thilbar, on the other hand, I'm pretty confident in his his ability. He struck out uh, Stanton to uh, leave two runners on base. Once again, the 3-2 pitch. He struck him out, swinging on a bender. A composed Thielbar comes off the mound like it's no big deal. Strikes out Stanton with a hook, and the Yankees settle for one. All right, so then we lead going into the bottom of the ninth. Fulmer comes into the game with runners on base, and this was such a clutch strikeout of Torres. And the 2-2 pitch. He struck him out swinging on a slider. So Torres strikes out. And then he gets the ground out. Game is over. Twins win 4-3. to three. All right, this is Rocco talking about Caleb Thielbar, who I just mentioned a moment ago. Threw a lot of fastballs, mixed in some breaking balls, and ends up getting them on the breaking ball. But the game boils down to sometimes individual moments. Caleb's been fantastic. He goes out there, he faces, you, you put him out there to face a lefty. And they pinch hit a, obviously, a tremendous hitter and a dangerous hitter, but it doesn't face him. I think he can handle any situation. I think he can handle any opposing hitter, and he has the stuff to get those guys out. And he, he's continually done things just like that all year long. He's going to keep doing them all September. All right, and then last but not least, Rocco on just this being a team game. We talk about it being a team game. That's a team game right there, and uh, – we had to do a lot of different things. Um, we needed some different contributions. We needed our, our pitching staff to go out there. We needed Sonny, who started the game especially, to take the mound and give us a, a, a nice outing, coming off of obviously a, a sore hamstring and everything that he just dealt with. And um, he battled through some things. He got it done. Our bullpen did a fantastic job. You know, we ended up making a few. Uh, uh, you know, plays in that last play of the game really made it interesting. There were so many things going on, and the, the series as a whole ending it like this, I think was really nice for us. We're going to get on a plane, we're going to go home, uh, and we have another big series coming up, so we'll take this as a finale. Alright, let's take a phone call to wrap up the show from Bill in Minneapolis. What's up, Bill? Hi, Henry. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I do, I'm always doing a little bit better after we defeat the Yankees. Oh, you're not kidding. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> Say, I hate to I hate to bring up something negative, but Henry, the whole season, the base running has been just atrocious. I think we're the second worst base running team as far as costing ourselves runs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember I think it was tonight. 
because they all blend together after a while. Uh, but didn't Celestino get caught off second base tonight when there was only one out? And Hamilton, oh, yep. That, and, 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 and then Hamilton, and then Hamilton ended up getting. Uh, oh. He was leaning. I, I don't even know what he was thinking right there because you're not. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't view you as a as a speed merchant. You're not going anywhere. So so no no no. You're, you're not being. Put it like this, Bill. You're not being negative. You're being real. You're you're being real okay. about the, no. I'm, I'm saying you're being real about the situation. Like yeah, we love the twins, but sometimes you just got to be honest and you got to be transparent about how you feel. They have shot themselves in the foot many times with that. Oh my goodness! And then a few a few games ago, when Gordon uh, yep. made a mistake and got picked off third, and then the runner, and then Celestino, I think it was Celestino running around. Uh, the base they blame that on the third base coach. So I sure hope they address that in the off season and spring training uh, next next year, Henry. But I love your show, and I'll I'll let you go and and thank you very much for everything you do. I appreciate that. Thanks so much, Bill. Call again. I know that Bill's called before, and hopefully Bill will call tomorrow night after we defeat the Guardians. But but no, I got no no issue with what he just stated because a. We're dealing in reality right now, and they have a lot of things that they have to clean up. And, yes, I remember what he's talking about because I was at Target Field when Nick Gordon got that game-tying hit, and he should have just stopped at second base, and he's just trying to push it. He had, there was no chance he was going to make it to third, but he tried it anyway. All right, that's going to wrap up final pitch here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow night after Twins and Guardians big-time series at Target Field. We'll talk to you then. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.